You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining me here on YouTube for a live recap of what's going on in the Fantasy Football Throne League that I'm hosting on Instagram with some of the best fantasy football channels, pages, sites, whatever you want to call it, writers on Instagram. And we have over 500, 600,000 followers combined, which is growing by the day because of the interest involved in this league. I have all the avatars uh, and images of, of the experts in this draft, as you can see the show, the Fantasy Football Show, a.k.a. Team Smitty, a.k.a. Smittyville. We don't know what we're calling ourselves because we, we have so many nicknames floating around out there. Um, if you're over on Instagram, jump over to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show so you can see the graphic and see what we're talking about. Um, I have both of you guys live. What's going on, guys? Throw your comments in here on YouTube and I'll answer them, drag them on the screen and talk about it. Right here I have the uh, Instagram handle for the league. I'll put that right at the top of the screen here. Let me drag that over. So make sure you get on over to Instagram and follow uh, that handle on Instagram. It's Fantasy Football Throne, but make sure you're first following the Fantasy Football Show on Instagram, the same handle I have here on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up, guys, when you come in, please, when you come in the door rather than out the door. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I know it's a little late um, jumping on here and watching watching the show, but I'm going to go over the top 10 picks. We are at number 11. Number 11 is on the clock. And this league is special. This league is unlike any league you've ever seen or heard of in fantasy football. Why? Uh, I'm going to end the, the stream here on Instagram. Jump over to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show, guys. Um, this league, why is this league different than any other league in fantasy football, especially on Instagram? Because you, the followers, draft our team. You guys. Um, not us the experts you guys the followers you draft our team so how it works is this when we're on the clock so when for example i was on the clock at 1.04 my nation the fantasy football show family came together on instagram i did a live video i did a post i did a poll on my stories on instagram collected the vote we did it in like less than i don't know 30 minutes to 40 minutes guys is that about what we did and we came together very easily, very quickly, very decisively for Alvin Kamara at 1.04. Now, you're asking yourself, wait a minute, Smitty, I see DJ up here at 1.01. What the hell is going on here? Did you mess up the graphic? The answer is no. The fantasy football counselor in this league, who is a huge channel on Instagram, uh, he drafted... Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. David. Johnson or his nation drafted David Johnson. There was a little controversy over it, but um, he did. He drafted David Johnson, argues the points that David Johnson is going to be the workhorse. He's going to have a bounce back year. 
that is extremely high. I'm here to tell you I do not have him that high at all. I think the highest I could rank DJ would be two point or one point oh five to one point oh seven. That's about the highest you'll see me take David Johnson. Um, I think he can earn one point oh five. I would potentially take him at one point oh five to one point oh seven, but I have never seen him get drafted even inside the top four. So to see him go at 1.01, I did it live. He picked, he and I went on Instagram live together and he wanted to see my reaction when he made the pick. And I was like, you know, yeah, uh, goat, goat saying DJ at 1.01 is crazy. Um, so let me recap some of this for you real quickly. And then we'll get into the picks and me, me analyzing it. So, we did a random draft order on Instagram Live, pulling numbers out of a hat. The counselor got the 1.01. We got the 1.04. Team Smitty, a.k.a. the Fantasy Football Show. You see it right there. We're at pick 11. We have about 8 to you know 15 hours to draft. I say 15 because if it hits midnight, we don't count you know midnight to 6 in the morning. But there's a theoretical timer that I don't necessarily enforce where you draft within about 8 hours of business hours, so to speak. So it's a long draft. This is going to take months, you know, maybe a good month or month and a half to complete. But you guys, every time the expert is on the clock, you the followers for your chosen brand to back make the draft selection. So for Team Smitty, when I'm on the clock, I do a poll. That's what I did with Camara. I did a post. I did a live. I did a poll. Overwhelming, overwhelming vote for Alvin Kamara. And that's who I back. That's my 1.01. And we're like-minded. I got my like shirt rolled up here. Thanks for telling me. Uh, what's up, Michael? What's going on? I joined SleeperU.com today. Boom, championship. Uh, on Instagram often. So get on there and take advantage of that. Um, you can get SleeperU.com really cheap. And I throw promo codes out there all the time for you. So make sure you're on top of that. Okay, so... When we're on the clock, overwhelming vote for 1.04, Alvin Kamara. I am ecstatic. My nation, my family, the fantasy football show nation, we're like-minded. We know Alvin Kamara has had back-to-back 81-yard reception seasons. We know he's 1,500-plus total yards when he's on the field playing 16 games. They have Murray there, which is a good thing. He's a lesser version of Ingram. You want Kamara limited to about 200 to 210 carries. You don't want him getting 250. If he gets 250 carries, Kamara doesn't pull in 90, 100 passes, which I think he's capable of doing. I think Alvin Kamara pulls in 90 to 100 receptions in 2019. I think he runs for about 200, about 200 times. I think he totals 1,600, maybe even 17, 1,800 total yards. I think he gets about 15 TDs. And with that 100 receptions, he's probably the running back one in 2019. I like Zeke Elliott. And I'll go over these picks. So real quickly, we did the draft order. The counselor got the one pick. We had about, I don't know, several days, if not a week, before we drafted. And so we hyped it up. Hey, come watch the draft. The counselor's got the one pick. He jumps on a live with me. And he says, I want to see your face when I make this pick. And I'm thinking, he's going to pick like McCaffrey or he's going to pick Kamara, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to get him at 1.04 through my nation voting for it, not that I would pick it. Um, 
and I advocate for player. You know, I say, hey, I want I want Kamara. What do you guys want? I'm not going to sway. I'm just going to give my opinion and try and guide. But my followers make my decision for me. And the Counselor Nation came together, and he, he selected David Johnson, and he goes, David Johnson. And I just about crapped my pants. I couldn't believe David Johnson went 1.01. I still can't believe he went 1.01. I give the counselor credit for sticking to his guns, but I don't agree with the pick. Just because I don't agree with the pick doesn't mean I don't think that, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the counselor or his nation. I just think that pick is absolutely off the wall. Uh, just absolutely never seen it. Never seen, I've never in a mock draft seen DJ get drafted 1.01, let alone 1.02. And I don't think I've ever seen him go 1.03. <laughs> I think I've seen it go 1.04 a couple times. Something I could understand if somebody had some big question marks about one of the big four. And there are some question marks for everybody, I believe, but Camara. But they're small questions. And for me, the top four is the top four. It's just a matter of what order you have those guys in. Captain Camerica, Warren, boy. Jacob's outlook, I'll address that in a minute. If they unleash him mid-season, he could have success, but he needs another good half a year before I think he's ready. What's up, GOAT? What's up, Hutch? Hit that thumbs up, guys. We got 18 to 25 to 30 people in the room, and we only have you know nine thumbs up so far. Hit that thumbs up, please. It does help people know that are watching and looking for, for YouTube live content right now. Come over here and be a part of our awesome growing community. Um, so... In a nutshell, David Johnson goes 1.01. People are just flipping out. The guy at number 1.05, state of mind, he was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to get Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, or Barkley at 1.05. His nation's going nuts like crazy. This is the most hyped league because you, the followers, draft for us. You guys control the team we go to battle with week in and week out. All of these pages are experts. There are 12 teams Everybody here has some kind of big following, whether some of it's more on YouTube, some of it's more on Instagram. We got the Fantasy Couch in this. He has a good YouTube following. Um, the counselor has over 100,000 followers on Instagram. Fantasy Football Nation has a big following. The expert on Instagram has a huge following. I mean, this league is off the charts uh, in terms of followers and engagement because when you have someone like the counselor drafting you have literally thousands and thousands of potential people drafting for his team alone you have uh you know a couple three four thousand people from my instagram account and then all of my nation people trying to chime in from from sleeperu.com and the youtube folks funneling in you have tons of people with hands on who i get to select and taken to battle and I got Camara and we take him in together because you guys are going to help me with uh, tough lineup decisions, trades if I have them I'm bringing them to you, li uh, tough lineup calls who do we pick up on waivers I'm getting a lot of the info from you guys and then deploying that in this league so you guys are in charge it's the best way to do this fantasy football expert league process I think ever and, and I created it because I thought it would not only help a lot of us grow and reach more people. That is one objective, and it's doing that on a grand scale. But it was the one way to get all of you, because we're asked all the time, let me play in a league with you, Smitty. I want to play in a league with you. Well, now you not only get to play in a league with me, you select my team. It's just, I, I think it's been a genius idea, and I'm really proud of it. Uh, 
really proud of it. I'm really proud of how everybody's handled it. Um, and it's just been a fun time getting to know a lot of these sites, getting in the um, pages, get, getting to know a lot of, uh, of you guys, new followers coming in. It's been, been amazing. So let's go over the picks. So DJ1, you heard my, my case on that. Don't think he's the 1.01. I don't think he's the 1.02. I don't think he's the 1.03. And I still don't think he's the 1.04. I think David Johnson, to me, is a safe 5 to 7 overall running back because the big four are so good. To me, it's Alvin Kamara head and shoulders above the rest because of there's no there's no red flags to me at all. I don't see Murray as a red flag. I see Murray as a good thing to keep Alvin Kamara fresh, to keep him in a position to catch 100 passes. If he gets his 200 rushes, I don't care. Does Murray take one to two to three goal line carries away? Maybe, but that's an assumption that everybody's making. Um... You look so tired, bro. I am tired. I'm extremely tired. You got Instagram to vote for your picks and couches picks. Okay, be careful you don't vote on both. Follow one because if you get caught voting on both, you can't really win some of the prizes. Um, I'm going to turn this light off. It's like extremely hot in here. Okay. Oh, hot better. I was like sweating. The light's not that bad, too. Um, just smash that like button says Benny at a boy Lopez laughing his ass off. Why? Because of DJ one. I mean, it was crazy, dude. What's up, Benny? I'm reading backwards. Sorry, Warren. Okay. So that's my take on McCaffrey or I'm sorry. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know why I love him at 1.01 absolute lock in my book to be the 1.01 in my book. So getting him at 1.04 was an absolute steal. And I love the fact that we had a choice between who we wanted, Zeke or Kamara, not just given, hey, here's the leftover of the four. You have to take him. Uh, fresh baller, the prizes. Good question. Let me drag your question onto screen. And then I, I know, Lopez, I still got to answer your question. What's up, Cole? Hit that thumbs up, please. Fresher, uh, fat-ass crew. What's up? Hit that thumbs up on your way in, please helps me out a lot if you guys see a video pop up hit the thumbs up for me that does me so much good i can't i can't describe it uh what was the question i am tired like i've been this league's been kicking my butt um the question was what was the question i don't know i'm sidetracked mixing before bell or adam seriously hey Reynolds, it's not my mock draft this is a this is an expert draft you should be asking, why are you asking that question, Reynolds, and not asking why the hell is DJ number one? That should be the question you're asking. <laughs> and it's not my pick. My pick's Alvin Kamara right there at 1.04. Uh, Mixon before, I'm agree. I'm in agreement with you, Reynolds. Mixon's not in my top 10 overall. Not in my top 12 overall, not in my top 15 overall. And I get a lot of heat for that a lot of times because people love Mixon. But for me, I don't trust him. I don't trust that offense. I don't trust the two... Uh, inexperienced coaches at OC and head coach, both converted QB coaches. And I don't know that I, I trust them to, to have an offense that's going to warrant the kind of value that Mixon commands when you take him in the top 10, let alone top 12. Snag Kamara at four. Very nice, Cole, because look at DJ at number one, which is just, again, very, very high. Um Barkley, why does Barkley concern me? The reason Barkley concerns me is because Barkley 
is in a struggling offense. I don't think, yeah, I know, Odell Beckham has been out here and there and they've survived. It's different when you go into a season with defenses completely expecting no Odell Beckham Jr. Kind of strange that defenses adapt differently, but they do. And you have no, you could call Tate a weapon or whatever you want. They have no weapons compared to, to what they had. And, I, yeah, they may they may move the ball a little better than, than even I expect. It's possible. And I'm not dropping Barkley out of my top four, so I think he gets his numbers, but I think he struggles in yards per carry more than people think. More wear and tear and tougher hits facing more eight-man fronts, getting hard, hit harder in between the tackles. That's, that's going to be a fact, a proven fact once you see less room to run. Less room to run means more hits. That means more aggressive hits. That means three or four people hitting you at one time. Um, they're going to be down. Will they throw a lot to, to Barkley? Yeah, and that might be a saving grace in why he hits his numbers. But he's going to have to work a lot harder for his TDs. I'm not calling him a bust. I'm saying that he it makes him questionable in my mind when compared to Kamara. But I still think unless Zeke is cleared of any kind of suspension, which a lot of people either say, Zeke's not going to get suspended, are you crazy? But the NFL can do whatever they want. So with that threat, Zeke kind of hovers around that 1.02 with Barkley for me. Um, if we throw Barkley in the 1.02 and we say that I like that pick, really for me, and I like Camaro 1, this is not my mock draft. So for me, it's Camara. Barkley, Zeke kind of tied. If Zeke ends up not seeing a suspension, he's my 1.02. I love Zeke this year. I think he's going to eat a ton. And he's in an offense that will move the football, unlike Barkley. Barkley would then be my number three if Zeke was avoiding all suspensions. And then that leaves McCaffrey as my, my number four. So Zeke at five is an absolute steal. Um I think I, I entertain the idea of DJ not at one, two, or three, or four, but maybe at five. But I think I still take Hopkins there. I think I probably still take Melvin Gordon at six, and then I probably take DJ at seven. What do you guys think of that? What's up, King? What's up, my man? This is not my mock draft. This is the draft that I'm currently in on Instagram at fantasy football throne or better yet, just go to at the fantasy football show. I'm even going to nix this right here. So you guys don't get confused and send you too many places, but um, on Instagram, go to the fan. You on team Smitty, AKA the show, AKA Smittyville. We're calling ourselves all kinds of stuff. Lucas King, goat Lopez, fresher, uh, fresh baller, fresh. I'm tired. Uh, Warren's there. Benny, I think, I made a Benny says I think I made a bad trade in Dynasty. Can you talk about it when you get a minute? Ten team point five one QB Dynasty traded traded Thielen, Marvin Jones, and Latavius Murray for Marlon Mack and a top five two thousand twenty second number two. So top five number two. So a second rounder and Mack for Thielen, Jones, and Murray. I don't think you made a bad move, Benny. I I probably would prefer. You could maybe get more for Thielen. I'll put it that way, maybe. But I like Mac, I think, more, to be completely honest with you. And I have questions about Mac, too. So I probably would trade either Thielen or Mac if I own them because I think their values are good. But I don't think you made a bad move there. 
Michael Thomas, yeah, he's got to go soon. But for me, Hopkins would be the the five if we put DJ back down and, and pulled him out. I think Hopkins, then I think Gordon, then DJ, then Adams. And then instead of Bell, I'd probably go Mike Thomas. Then I'd go Bell. And then you're talking, what, Juju, maybe? You're talking, you know, maybe uh, um, Julio, maybe... Odell, let me pull up some rankings and and toss out some names, and you guys tell me who you you think is right. For me, you like Juju at eleven, goat. So just to look at a top ranking here on SleeperU.com, I've got Kamara, Zeke, Barkley, McCaffrey, Hopkins. Gordon, Gordon Hopkins, you could go Michael Thomas, David Johnson, then around 7 to 8. Then Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of getting close, but I think he's a better second rounder. I just think he's going to have a big year. But definitely take advantage of, of him falling into the second round. So you got to go probably Adams. Um, then maybe you think Le'Veon Bell. So when you get to like the 11-10 or 11-12 range, you're talking about Odell Beckham Jr., you're talking about Julio Jones, you're talking about Dalvin Cook, you're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, you're talking about Nick Chubb, Um, and then I think that's about it. I think those guys, I mean, some people might say Connor, but I'm not taking Connor there. Um, Some some crazy names get thrown out, but for me, that's it. Those are the guys I'm debating on, and the guy I like probably the most right when you get into the top of the second round um, is probably Nick Chubb. If you are getting him as your second drafted player, and if you're committing and vowing to yourself that you're going to get Kareem Hunt, because Chubb without Hunt is like having uh, an elite top five to ten running back with a really serious threat of him getting hurt and not playing like three or four games. They're going to use him a lot until Hunt gets in there and back. And I'm not saying Hunt's going to take over, but I think we're looking at Chubb potentially getting hurt. Uh, and being overworked, and he's an injury-prone guy, and he's going to be used a ton. So this is it, man. This is the top 10 picks in our expert draft with some of the biggest Instagram pages on Instagram, and this is the draft. This is like an unorthodox order. Like, I never, ever would have pictured DJ going number one, and I think if you did an expert draft a hundred more times, not one of them would have DJ at one. That's just it's been one of those crazy leagues. How many teams in your league, Lucas? Oh. You guys are talking amongst yourselves. I'll let you deal with that one. Uh Chubb or Luck. Luck gets hurt. Chubb. Luck Luck get, Luck's gonna get drafted a lot later. Uh what is the throne prizes? Uh, someone asked that already. That's that's what someone asked and I didn't address it, sorry. Uh, so the prizes we have so far, um, get on at the, or sorry, get on at, yeah, get on at the fantasy football show, DM me or check out my post where I tell you how to win the first prize. We're giving away Bluetooth portable speakers, get on there, check it out. Um, we're giving away the first one right now. I think we'll decide by tomorrow. You have to follow all 12 of the accounts and and including the 13th one was the, the fantasy football throne account. And um, once you follow all those and you type a comment in that post that says done, I'll know that you did it. And then we're going to pick one person at random and give them, uh, I think it's equivalent to about $50 Bluetooth portable speaker. Um, it's pretty awesome. I believe it's black. Um, courtesy of media, 
who owns a pretty cool app. I'll try and link that or remember to link that in the description here. It's a cool trash talking app. Those guys have donated over $500 worth of Bluetooth speakers to just kick off the sponsorship and giveaways. We're, we're expecting more to come. Believe me, this thing is huge. This is the biggest Instagram, really probably one of the biggest expert leagues I've ever seen. And I created this on Instagram is definitely the biggest Instagram expert league that's ever hit Instagram because we have over 600,000 followers pretty much involved in every pick. So it's pretty crazy because you guys, the followers, make our picks. These picks right here were made by the followers. So the Fantasy Football Counselor had a few draft communities that came together or chat rooms that came up with DJ. There was some controversy because some of the other people outside of the chat rooms didn't necessarily want DJ. The people in the chat rooms did, according to all the people that you know were talking about it. So it had some controversy to it. I think had he done a normal poll, he would not have come up with DJ. It was the chat rooms that kind of changed the, the trajectory of that pick. Uh, but wow. Have you started your expert league mock draft? Um, Ted, which one are you talking about? This is the real expert league that we're underway with like an 8 to 10 to 15 hour timer, depending on if it, we run into the nighttime. Is the counselor in the chat? I don't know. I Here's what I did. So this is my league. I created it. I brought these 11 other, including myself, 12 expert pages on Instagram together. And I said, hey, um, kind of like the states, I'm giving you guys the power. And I'm not going to oversee how you collect your your votes. You do it how you see fit. You do it with what makes sense with your content style. But just know that if you don't do it right, and I'm not saying anybody necessarily did it, you know, had any ill intent, you know, any corrupt intentions or anything. But if you don't organize it right, if you don't truly capture your followings uh, choice and gather the vote properly, you're going to have all hell to pay from your followers. So uh, there have been two instances where the followers were half unhappy, half happy because they felt like one side of the you know equation. They were like, we picked this guy and the other side that we picked this one, this guy. But that's the problem when you segregate your populations and you go outside of Instagram or you do some kind of survey or something outside, you've run into those problems because the mood and feel in the comments and in the live chat might not match the actual voting. So my advice has been to every of the ex all the experts involved, don't do that. Instead, just make sure you talk to your people. Go on Instagram Live because that's what I do. And I talk to you. I'm like, guys, we're up. Who are we taking? And it was like, Camara, Smitty, Camara, Camara, Captain Camara, Camara, Zeke, Zeke, Camara, Zeke, Camara. Uh, it was overwhelming. And Camara is on Team Smitty. Couldn't be happier. Uh so the fantasy football counselor, grab DJ if you're just joining us. We have a bunch of people jumped in. Hit the thumbs up. We got 40 people in the room, and I only have 21 thumbs up. Please hit that thumbs up on your way in. But the counselor took DJ if you're just joining us. David Johnson went 1.01. The counselor nation took him. Very shocking. Couldn't be more shocked. Um, he he wanted me on Instagram live. We went live together when he made the pick, and I was just like. I can't be shocked. It's going to be one of the big four. I think the shock's going to be he's going to take who I would have taken if I had a choice, and that would have been Alvin Kamara. Because I think that's kind of shocking to most people. It's not the most obvious choice. People are coming around to it, but when I started talking about Kamara being my 1.01 in January and February, I can't tell you how many times I got a, uh, I have never seen that. That's a little early, but now everyone's loving it. 
and they see the value in the guy. He's a hardworking running back and an amazing offense built around him. He's got a guy like Murray to spell him enough. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's not the negative that people keep talking about. Kamara's a lock. Is lock as, as much as a player can be a lock. Um, no one can truly avoid the risk of injury, but hit the thumbs up, people, says Warren. That's my boy. Um, so the prizes are coming. Get ready. There are more prizes on the way. Uh, God, someone asked me, Lopez, I'm sorry. Lopez, you still here? Um, let me answer your question here. So if you have a question, drop it in, and I'll drag it on the screen and answer it. Lopez is asking Jacob's outlook. So I like Brandon Jacobs physically. think he has uh, the right frame to be an NFL running back, but he's not proven. And I think that's fact, not, you know, opinion. 650 yards, Lopez. Thanks for hanging out and waiting on that question. That's his biggest college season he's ever put together. 650 rushing yards. That is really, really tough for me to, to accept in terms of, you know, ranking him ahead of, a Daryl Henderson ranking ahead of a David Montgomery. Um, I think he warrants a third running back ranking, but I think Nikhil Harry needs to be number one. I think Daryl Henderson, to me, is the sneaky number two overall rookie, and that might shock a lot of people, not so much now than it did months ago when I said it, but Daryl Henderson's walking into the best situation from a dynasty perspective than, than any, any other running back, and I think in crafty fashion, very sneaky like he's walking into the best running back situation for 2019. People can't see that yet. It's a very cloudy lens people are looking through. The Todd Gurley goggles are legit. It's a real thing. People are wearing them all the time. They don't take the Todd Gurley goggles off. They don't see the writing on the wall. Daryl Henderson's walking into an amazing situation. It's not a matter of when it's, or if it's a matter of when. He gets the starts and becomes a top five to ten running back per start, if not top five. I mean, I throw the five to ten in there because I think people aren't ready for it. Uh, but maybe I should just be honest and say I'm I'm really thinking in my gut top five running back numbers per start. I don't know when he'll start. I predict Todd Gurley won't be ready for week one, but that's my prediction. So Jacobs to me is he's warranted as a three to four overall pick to me. That's still high. It's still mad respect. But it comes with that doubt of, hey, I can't rank him here. Just like Miles Sanders. I'm not as high on Miles Sanders as other, other people. In fact, I'll go as bold as to say, I think Miles Sanders, and it's a lot of it's not his fault. I don't think he's as talented as some other rookies that are in worse situations that we're never going to talk about because they landed in horrible spots. Um, but one player, I think they could outscore Miles Sanders at season's end, and you're going to say it's crazy now, but I think watch what happens. Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris, he was the, the counterpart to Josh Jacobs in college. And I think Damian Harris, who had more production than Jacobs in a sense, he's in New England. New England doesn't have a, a power back like him. So it's going to be very easy for them to say, hey, let's fit him into this role. Downs one and two. We still use Michelle. But Michelle's got bad knees. Harris is walking into a sneaky running back situation. James White can still be used. Harris can get one and two down work. And I think he surprises a lot of people when it's a very sneaky late grab running back in 2019. If Gurley is out, you don't think Malcolm will be the early down back and Henderson be the third down back. They could do that, Warren, and that's one of those things where um, 
I feel like if I have been burned on one of those gut instincts where like deep inside I'm like, dude, I know this is the way this is going to work out or this player's got this talent, that could be something that stands in the way of a, of an explosion from like early on in the season that I expect, you know, I it could stand in the way. Coaching definitely a lot of times can stand in the way. Um, they went after Henderson in the draft. Henderson's not your typical rookie running back. He's not just a good back, though. The thing that pushes it over the edge for me that makes me think that the team's not going to miss this one. They went out and got Henderson for a reason. Henderson can be as elite as anybody in the entire league. He has Alvin Kamara skills. Yes, I can say that because I do believe it. <laughs> he could be as good as Alvin Kamara. He could be that good. He had more 20 and 40 yard runs than anybody in the entire nation in 2018. And he is, yes, King, he is built like a tank and he runs like he shot out of a cannon and he's explosive. And when you put a running back, look at this. Do people really think CJ Anderson was in good enough shape to play as well as he did last year? CJ Anderson was a product of that offense. Todd Gurley is really good and you cannot separate his situation from his productivity. But if you look at 2016, Todd Gurley did nothing. So much so that he was a third round pick in 2017. If you forget that, I don't blame you. It's easy to block out because a lot of people spent after his rookie year a first round pick on him, a top four overall pick on him, and he completely busted in 2016 because his offense blew. And he hit eight-man front after eight-man front after eight-man front and did nothing and was drafted in the third round heading into 2017. Todd Gurley was a third-round pick in 2017 called a guy to never return to form. A lot like the way people have, when they talk about DJ, that he can't. I don't agree with this pick here at 1.01. DJ went way too high in this draft. But I'm just saying people think that a player is done based on situation. Well, what happened to Gurley in 2018? He exploded. What happened to him in 2017? He exploded. That offense is part of why he exploded. I'm not saying it's the only thing. I'm not saying Todd Gurley isn't extremely talented. But Daryl Henderson, with his skill set in that kind of offense, if he led the nation in 40 and 20-yard runs in college, imagine what he's going to do behind and in this offense. My prediction is Daryl Henderson leads the league in big runs. I think he has the most 20 and 40-yard runs in the NFL as a rookie. I think he probably holds one of the longest, if not the longest, touchdown runs on the year. And I think we look back on his efficiency and we're like, what the hell? How is this guy so efficient? Some will claim that it's spot duty. And some of that could be right. Maybe he comes in and Gurley's dragging along and he explodes. But Henderson is one of those players that his first carry could be a touchdown run. I'll, I'd love to play this back if I end up being right, that Henderson's first carry is a touchdown run. Um, wouldn't that be amazing? 50-yard scamper on the first carry. That's how he feels. That's how exciting Daryl Henderson feels to me. First carry, touchdown run. That's what I feel like he can do. I own Daryl Henderson in practically every league I'm in. I reach for him like crazy because I want to own him. Henderson is going to be a monster. And that's why I took him in the, I believe, late sixth round in my current expert league. Not even this one. I'm talking about a different one which I think I want to bring up on screen and talk about. So let me try and pull that up here. Um, 
while I'm talking to you guys. So if you have any questions, toss them out. Um, I'm going to try and pull up this league and show you guys my roster. It's another Instagram league. It's not the same league. Sam, that was Gurley and Juju for Cook. What? What did I miss? Somebody had a trade and I missed it. Oh, here. Sam, I traded Gurley and Juju for Cook, which allowed me to keep Kelsey. Think I'm good or not? Nah? Uh... I mean, you're you're arguing a different, I think, concept that you couldn't keep. Like you're you're keeping, so you're basically got Kelsey and Cook instead of like Gurley and you know Kelsey or Gurley and Juju because you couldn't keep more than one. What I think you probably could have done is traded and gotten like a draft pick move up or something because you did give up perception wise. Gurley still has some value. And Juju's arguably as good as Delvin Cook, if not ranked higher. So I think you gave up too much because Juju goes higher than Cook. Um, but I'm not saying it won't work out based on your keeper situation. Uh, let's see here. So let me see if I can pull this over and show you guys this other draft that I'm in. And you guys are going to flip out on this one. I'm just telling you right now. going to absolutely go ape shot on this um how do i computer's been acting up sorry guys expertly let me drag some of this out of the way okay still with me guys all 30 45 40 of you okay so here's this draft look at this team and if you think oh what kind of expert league is this Are you playing with your grandma um, you know, how's your dad doing? What's his team look like? Uh, look at the, the names in this in this draft. WalterFootball.com. Walter himself is in this draft. He's a big college guy. D Lopez, get out of the way. I got your comment in the way. Um, still here, Walter. Okay. They already said that would be committee. Okay, so got, listen up. Focus. Cole, Focus. We're talking about this team right here, this amazing, masterful team. I drafted Saquon Barkley. Uh, let me highlight here. I drafted Saquon Barkley right here at 1.02. Okay. Then I traded my second and my fourth rounder for Zeke Elliott. I traded with footballguys.com. You guys ever heard of footballguys.com? Um, I traded and got Zeke. He had drafted Zeke. We were in the second round. So I traded my second and my fourth round pick for Zeke. So then now that I have Zeke on my roster, uh, my third pick was Damian Williams. So I drafted Damian Williams. And that was at 3.02 because I was given the 1.02 out of the hat. I had the 2.11. I traded that 2.11 with my 4.11 for Zeke Elliott. So with my 3.02, I took Damian Williams. Absolutely insane value. I think the guy has top five running back appeal. Safer to think of it as a top five to ten running back spot. Definitely grab Darwin. I think I'm on the clock, actually. Crap. We'll do that. We'll do that pick live. King, focus. Just kidding. So after I took Damian Williams, everybody's harping on me to take 
a wide receiver. Smitty, you can't win without wide receivers. Guess what? Yes, I can, and I don't care. I take the best player available every time. Geronimo pick, you almost puked? Why? Geronimo at, uh, like, what was it, like double-digit rounds? You don't like that pick? Geronimo Allison could have monster appeal. I get it if you like, uh, you know, another option better, but he's amazing value. Um, is this a keeper league, Smitty, says Ted. No, it's not. I wish it was. So instead of taking a wide receiver here, I took Aaron Rodgers at 5.02. Call that crazy if you want. Smitty, where are your wide receivers? You're going to suck. You don't have any wide receivers. I mean, a lot of people said you don't need wide receivers, Smitty. You could start zero running backs or zero wide receivers at all three spots because this is a one QB, two running back, one flex, three wide receivers, one tight end, uh, and then we have a kicker and a D in this one. Um, so I go ahead. Sorry, I don't like it. You don't like this team, Jason? Or you don't like Allison, you mean? If you don't like Allison, that's fine. Don't worry, I can grab another wide receiver that you'll like. Uh, so at 5.02, I took Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers could outscore every single player. Well, to me, he's the best available. Jason, you might have liked someone better, but I love Allison at that pick. It was double-digit rounds. We're talking about like trash in a lot of cases. Then when I was on the clock at 6. Point, whatever it was, 6.11, 6.11, do I take a wide receiver? No, I don't. I take my boy Daryl Henderson. Why? And this is what I got a lot of pushback on is people saying, you didn't have a wide receiver. Why wouldn't you have gone a wide receiver? I think the options available. Let's look at it. Let's take a look. Let's look at the draft. But real quickly before I go away from the screen. Sorry, there's a little bit of delay. Before I click on this, you can see that I took Daryl Henderson then my genius move that I think unfortunately is done in terms of being able to deploy it. I had it had it out there for a day and a half. That's why you got to get over to sleeperu.com so you get the stuff now and things do change and you miss out on it. But I drafted Miko Hardman, who I think is going to be a monster steal in 2019, and handcuffed him immediately with my second my next pick. So in the seventh round, I took Miko Hardman. I love the pick as my wide receiver one because I cuffed him in the eighth round, my very next pick, to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and Meikle Hardman, the best wide receiver one cuff. You're only starting one. Maybe you can start two. You know, that we'll see how that play, plays out. But if Hill is out for eight games, nine games, six games, Hardman's going to play better than a rookie. He's in the best op- offense he could be in. He has the best quarterback in the league throwing him the ball. And how often, listen to how crazy that sounds, how often do you have the best QB in the league in the best offense with an opening at the wide receiver one position? It's because of Kelsey, Damian Williams, Sammy Watkins as a good complimentary player. Uh, that leaves, that there's a lot of weapons there. That And the, not having that wide receiver one spot, I think that uh, Hardman's going to fill. It was just like, it's one of those things you can't draw up. We'll never probably see that scenario again where we have the number one offense and number one QB in need of a wide receiver one, a guy that has 4-3-3 speed, a hair faster than uh, Tyreek Hill's combine time. So then the news breaks that Hill may be back. So now I have Fitzgerald as my wide receiver two. I have Hardman and Hill rotating as my wide receiver one. I myself like Allison. I know you don't, Jason. That's fine. Um, Burton... 
Lucas Burton's not a bad pick. Burton is a, in my opinion, a yeah questionable player, but at the range I took him, there are so many trash options. Uh, to me, he has the most upside. I think Burton, um, I could take both Chicago tight ends. There's a couple other options that I like on the board. There aren't big name tight end options. Um, so for me, Burton has upside. I do like Burton. We'll see if he's healthy. Um, but again, I can take both. Andy Isabella is a good pick. Uh, Debo will be a good pick. I can put Samuel right into my wide receiver three spot if I feel like Allison can't hang. But this is an amazing team. I absolutely love it. So let's look at the draft. Hit the thumbs up, guys. Um, we got like 40 people in the room. Alvin Kamara, 1.01. Surprisingly, that was not me. As you can see, it's fantasysharks.com. Again, if you think this is some grandma league where my grandma is taken, uh, this is not the league I started off with. This is a different league, by the way. I like Debo. Debo would be great. Goat likes my burden pick. You're going to not like every pick, so I love when people say that. They're like, that's a bad pick. Like, you know, I don't think you can call it a bad pick. I, If I was looking at your team, and I'm not, I got thick skin. You can say whatever you want. But if I'm looking at your team and I don't agree with one of your picks, like, my first thought isn't that's a bad pick as if I know for sure how things will play out. I think to myself, you know, I personally don't like him at my tight end, but could it work out? Sure. Um, so I'm just laughing at you. I love you too, man. You're the man. Jason's the man. Jason and I, we agree on Coleman. Or Coleman. Me, Cole Hardman. I'm, I'm tired. So the show, a.k.a. Team Smitty. Actually, this isn't the Throne League, so technically it's just me in this draft. My followers are on Instagram are not drafting here. This is just me. Different draft than I kicked off with. Uh, Barkley, I took at 1.02. I was on the fence about him and and, say, and uh, Zico Elliott. I, again, like I said, I'm not sure. I do like Campbell. How early would I take Mahomes? I'll tell you when I get to it um, because he went way too high in this draft, even too high for me. Not that he can't earn it, but you just don't take him as high as he went in this draft. So I went with Barkley because I feel... I worry a little bit about Elliott getting a one or two game suspension. If that clears up, Elliott's my clear 1.02. McCaffrey went at three. I think that's fine. Elliott went at four. It's a great pick given the risk of, of getting suspended. He's falling. I like um, Elliott the 1.04. Uh, that was football guys um, that took that pick. And then he traded to me. So Elliott went to 1.04. About right around here, I made the offer to him where I gave him my second and my fourth rounder. He gave me Elliott, and so I, you know, I'm out of pick, basically, at this point. But I just essentially moved my 2.11 up to Elliott and then gave him my fourth rounder in compensation, which you'll see what he pick. I don't like the player he, he took. Don't touch Mahomes, King. Hell, no, I'm going to draft him in every league I can if he falls to me. I love Mahomes in 2019. How can you not like him? I can get, and King, please, you know, don't think I, I mad at you. We're not going to agree on everything, my man, so this is not a knock on you or anything, and I'm sure it's not a knock on me that I like Mahomes. But the guy was on fire last year, and just because he might be without Tyreek Hill for what? That that situation improved, King. A minute ago, he was, you know, we didn't think Mahomes was going to have Hill. Now he might have Hill all year. It might be without He might be without him for six to eight games. How can you not want to touch Pat Mahomes when he is 45 TD capable. That was a great trade for Elliot. Thanks. So 
McCaffrey, so Elliott, David Johnson went at five. That's about where David Johnson should go. He went, you know, at the 1.01 in the other draft, which is so high. Uh, but I do like DJ at the five seven range. Bell went at six. Melvin Gordon at seven. Hopkins went at eight. Um, let's see. So Melvin Gordon at seven is a really decent value because he has top five value. So Hopkins went at eight. Juju went at nine by another football guys writer. So we had two football guys writers in here. Todd Gurley went at 10. Oops. Who took Daryl Henderson? This guy right here. You're not going to get Daryl Henderson away from me in a draft because I'll reach, buddy. So that's why that pick doesn't work out. That's why when people say, well, you know, Smitty, you might be right. Todd Gurley could bust. What you've been saying since January, ringing your damn bell. The old lady's sleeping. I don't know if I can ring that. Uh, you might be right, but you could just cuff him. No, you can't. Not if I'm in your draft. Not if Sleeper You Nation's in your draft. Not if the Fantasy Football Show Nation is in your draft. You're going to get Daryl Henderson taken out from under you, and you're not going to own him in 2019. So, you know, think what you want. What's up, baller? Um, do I think Kenyon Drake is a sneaky pick? Eh, he's all right. Not super excited. Kind of indifferent. Not that I'm against him or for him. So what he does in the preseason will affect me. Uh, Mike Thomas, Devontae Adams at 11 and 12. Cook at 2.01. Could be a little early to some, but I like Cook. I think Cook has top 5 to 7 overall upside. So getting him at 12, still uh, 13, still has room for him to, to I think, do well. Uh, Julio Jones at 14 overall. 2.02 is good. Mahomes went... To the same guy that I stole Gurley, uh, Daryl Henderson from. So clearly, some picks that I think aren't going to work out for him. You, you know, you take Gurley at ten. Not that I don't love Mahomes. Mahomes can earn top fifteen overall value without question. But you can get him so much later. This is such an early pick, an unnecessary pick. I love Mahomes, but even I wouldn't take him at fifteen because nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten, if not nine point nine 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 times out of ten. You won't have to take him until the very bottom of the third round. Now, if you're saying to yourself, "You guys are crazy," I take Mahomes in the first. That's fine, and I I don't call I won't call you an idiot. But your league's different. There are some leagues, some old school leagues, you know, where people, you know, just from the beginning of time take quarterbacks early, and that's just the trend. And so the whole league does it. You're in a different world if Pat Mahomes is a regular inside your top 15. I'm not saying you guys are wrong in terms of you know group think for your league. I'm just telling you, you're living in bizarro land because the regular population of people call me absolutely insane when I take Pat Mahomes at the top of the third 100% of the time. If Pat Mahomes falls to me at the top of the first or the third, I can't help myself. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I draft him every time. Part of me wants to wait on just one or two different approaches. I'm not the kind of person that tells you not to draft Pat Mahomes early or drafts or tells you that QB's Getting taken early is a mistake. I think that's, in my opinion, a moronic stance. If you say waiting on a QB is okay, I agree with that too. I think waiting on a QB is fine. I think that's one way to win. The part I have a problem with is when people say taking a QB early is a bad move. It's not. There are multiple play ways to win. I love waiting on Baker Mayfield in the fifth round, the late fifth round. Sometimes top of the six. It's a great approach. I love it. Mayfield's my number three QB, which is bold to many. People call that crazy. I'm used to it by now. People tell me that all the time. 
but Mayfield is my number three QB. So waiting can benefit you, but taking Mahomes in the third can also win you a league. Um, Baller said, let me draft some of these comics over because this is a good topic. You guys are going crazy on this topic, so obviously it's good content. I want to drag this over. I'll make a money bet with anyone that Mahomes won't finish as the QB1 this year. Stop drafting him so high. Um, that's from... Whoops, I dragged the second comment over. So, Baller, I love you, buddy. But, um, first of all, no one's going to bet you, I think, that someone's going to finish as the one QB. Anything can happen. Guys jump up and down. It's not crazy to say, oh, he finishes number two. Aaron Rodgers finishes one. Or Baker finishes one. Or Luck finishes one. Not going to be crazy um, if, to, to assume that one of those guys could be number one. But Mahomes... Um, stop drafting him high. I just it depends on what you mean by high. I'll take him in the third round all day long. Because you tell me that if I get a Camara and a Mike Evans, that adding a Pat Mahomes to that doesn't feel like the most balanced team and and home run hitting team that you can get. Or if you don't like Evans, insert another player, Antonio Brown, or insert Dalvin Cook because he falls. Um, or if you want, how about you say? Um, I'm trying to think of a, a player that some people might like more than others in that range, but I think Mike Evans is a good one. Odell's fallen far. Your point is getting drafted in the second round when you can get Winston or Luck or Watson way later. So in the second round, sure, but I but Baller, I think we're more on the same page than we're than we're getting at. I'm saying this is ridiculous. Maybe you're backing me up on that, and you're not talking about what I'm saying in the third round. So if I mistook what you were saying wrong, I apologize. Um, you're right. Taking him in the second is way too early. But taking him in the third feels right because he can win your league and outscore every other player. You can't say... So yeah, so James is saying... And James and I haven't always been eye-to-eye. So James is saying Kamara, Evans, Mahomes is a dream scenario. It is. If you can walk out of your team, if you get so lucky to get a top-four pick... Nick, it's not our pick yet. This is actually a different league, too. But I did talk about that at the beginning, so watch the replay. I went over the first league, the uh, Fantasy Football Throne League, in detail. Talked about all 10 picks. We're at pick 11, Nick, so we're a ways away from picking. We're days away. Hit the thumbs up. 40 people in the room, only 32 thumbs up. What? Hit that thumbs up. Um, so, anyways, let's move on from Mahomes. All I'm saying is I draft Mahomes in the top of the third all day long. Because I'm like Jason. I don't... The argument, I get it. It makes sense. Wait on a QB is okay. But when I take Mahomes in the third, you take your QB in the sixth or seventh. Then we're comparing the other players. We're comparing who I got in the sixth or seventh compared to the Fournette or the whoever you got in the third. I like Mahomes and Ridley. I like Mahomes and whatever sleeper I can land in that 6th or 7th compared to your Fournette and your QB. That's me. I don't like Fournette. I don't like a lot of players in the third round. The only time you see me pass on Pat Mahomes at all is if I see Kittle in the third round or Damian Williams in the third round, and I say to myself, I'm going to own Mahomes in like eight leagues. So I'm going to go Kittle. Kittle and then Pat and, and Baker. So the only other dream scenario, Jason... Uh, a player I would like to have if I didn't go the Mahomes route is either Aaron Rodgers in the fourth. So picture this team, Kamara, Mike Evans, Kittle, and Aaron Rodgers. 
freaking fantastic. Walk me to the bank right now. So there are scenarios where I do love to wait on a Aaron Rodgers. But I can still build just as dominant of a team. One that I might like a little better and have awesome results with uh, consistency-wise is with Mahomes at QB. Another uh, jokes on you. I wouldn't take Fournette anyways, but I understand your take. I just wouldn't be owning Mahomes in any leagues because of his ADP. Okay. Uh, another team I like would be like Camara, and I keep using the same players just to show um, the same scenario with it altering slightly, keeping the same variables. So Camara, Mike Evans, um, Kittle, uh, and in the fourth round maybe a Aaron Jones if he fell. He's climbing a lot, and then a Baker Mayfield. Like walk me to the bank. Walk me to the bank in all those scenarios. And I can build a winning team with that formula, with any one of those formulas. So that's why none of them are wrong. That's why the only thing that's wrong is to tell somebody that taking a QB anywhere is wrong. Because taking a QB in any place where his ADP makes sense, you can build a winning team from. Cam, Goff, Ryan, Wentz, Winston all have top six upside. Correct, James. But you know what? I have different projections for my top three, which is why I value them higher. And I, even though you can get a Brady or a Roethlisberger in like the eighth or ninth round or something, I get it. Very, very awesome value, but it still doesn't, I still feel like Mahomes, Rogers and Baker Mayfield and luck can be head and shoulders above everybody. And not to mention again, it's not just about that. Even if Mahomes isn't that far ahead of luck, let's say, and you can get luck in the fourth or, you know, sometimes top of the fifth, even, I still like my Mahomes and the guy I draft if I nail that player in the fifth or sixth round where luck is getting drafted. And then again, you're comparing two players for two players. Yeah. Breeze going way too late. And and Baller, that's a great approach. Like, the thing I'm telling you is your approach is not wrong either. I just find it funny when people say that the Mahomes early approach is wrong. It's not. It's just not your cup of tea. It's not the way that you feel you're going to build the team that's best for you and your skill set of drafting players at certain spots. Baller, we all have our strength. I My strength is in stacking up and doing big-name players, trading depth and having four big guns and then finding those James Connors because that's what I do. That's why I have Sleeper U for sleepers and picks like that because I land them. That's my strength. And so I build teams that way. I have teams that usually make people go, you have no depth. You're going to get crushed. And then, you know, I landed James Conner and boom, I have a team that looks like, hey, how did he get that like extra top 15 player? That's how I build. So baller, all I'm saying is I'm not calling your approach bad. I'm saying your approach can work damn well. So can mine. But for some reason... It seems like people act like their approach is the only way. And I'm just telling you, out of all the years I've done this, the one thing I've learned is that you can win a hundred different ways. Just because you love a certain way doesn't mean you should rule out the fact that others can win that way or that maybe down the road you might try it and love that strategy. Perfect. I was just commenting to your jokes on your, on your comments, so I felt like that you were saying that mine was wrong. So I was just I was just hitting back at you, man. I I appreciate you being here. Differing opinions rock. Keep bringing it, baller. I like you, my man. Just keep bringing it. Awesome perspective. Thank you, Jason. 
Mahomes' 50 TDs seem like an outlier, but who's to say he hasn't hit a ceiling yet? The guy is, like, uh, from another world, and I think he's only going to get better, and this whole, like, he's going to be without Tyreek Hill. Even if Tyreek Tari- Hill was cut tomorrow because some other news came out, I'm still, I've still got him locked and loaded in the third round. Let's continue the draft. So we got 41, in, 41 people in here, 34 likes. Hit that thumbs up, please, and let's go through the rest of this draft. Um, for those that are just coming in, let me go to the top real quick, and I'll scroll fast through this. Um, okay, so here. Hold on. Okay, so here we go. Alvin Kamara went one. I took Saquon Barkley at two. McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott went. Then I traded my second and fourth rounder for Elliott. So I currently own Barkley and Elliott. David Johnson went at five. Bell, Gordon, Hopkins, Juju, Gurley, Adams, Thomas. That rounds out round one. Dalvin Cook went in round two. Julio Jones, Pat Mahomes, super early. Totally unnecessary. Even though I want to own him. Thought about trading for him somehow, but that owner doesn't even talk to me or respond to any of my trade offers. I hate that. Um, That always sucks. You know, have fun. Why do a league, you know, if you're not going to draft? Kelsey... On paper, makes sense, but I'm not taking Kelsey in the second round. I just feel like, and you know what, I'm going to prove to you guys, and I'm not just because he could have, he did draft differently than you probably would if you drafted Kelsey in the second, but I'm going to show you the difference in two teams: one that took Kel, uh, Kittle in the third round, and one that took Kelsey in the second. And you can feel the difference. You can feel it's like you take Kelsey in the second round as much as it makes sense on paper. He deserves it. He deserves it as much as it makes sense on paper. Your team is imbalanced. Your team looks like you're missing an entire player. So while I love Kelsey, he's a horrible first-round pick based on how your team will be balance-wise. He's a he's a bad second-round pick based on um, how imbalanced your team's going to look. And Kittle can be just as good. And you can argue that. I get it. I shouldn't say it's a bad approach to take him in a second, but it just leads oftentimes to a team that just looks like it's missing an entire player. Um, Baller said, Smitty, just an FYI, I am Hoff, and you are slowly winning me over. Good. Huh? I didn't know you were Hoff, Baller. a boy. You, 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 now I, I, I get it, because you're always kind of a little bit, like, against, little bit against what I'm saying, but then you, like, kind of come around, or, or we agree on, like, another thing, so that's funny, and now I, now I feel that that's you. <laughs> like, I know that's you from Instagram. That's funny. Terrence, that looks like Master Fantasy. I play some in some money leagues on there last couple of years. Okay, let's keep going with the draft, and then we'll wrap this up because we're over an hour now. I'm sweating like crazy in the studio here. I didn't build air conditioning into this, thinking that you know with the, the door open it would flood in here, but i got to build something uh, to get that air conditioning funneled in here. It's getting bad. Um Kelsey, Antonio Brown at 2.05. I like it. Um, I'd rather him go at 2.07 to 2.11 or even like, you know, I've seen him go at 3.01 on occasion. But I, I think that he has top five wide receiver appeal, so he's not a bad player to grab. Let me get these comments out of the way. If you guys have any more good questions, I'll plop them up here. Uh, hit the thumbs up, guys, please. And subscribe if you haven't. It does me a huge solid. It makes the channel grow, and we're going to be huge. I, I predict we're at we've gone to like 1.3k 
I think we're at 1.3k right now. Probably after the show ends, it'll be there if it's not already. Um, but we're going to be at 10,000 by the end of the year. I have no question about it. This is the the biggest response from this this show. You guys are amazing. You make it. I work for you. I'm cranking out videos left and right for you guys. Um, and cranking out content that I, as a, a fantasy football owner, would want to see. That's what I do. That's why I do what I do. And that's how I think. And um, lately I've been getting back to that, thinking like, what is it I would want to see as a fantasy football owner? Let me deliver that kind of content because really that's what got me into it. And uh, that's my plan. To create amazing content that you guys are, are starving for. Uh, Antonio Brown. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr. at 2.06 is great value. I love that pick. Thielen at 2.07 is way too high for me. Thielen is more of a third rounder at this point. They're changing their offense. They're going run heavy. Diggs is like two rounds later or sometimes three. Diggs went at 2.12 down here, as you can see. Way too high. Um, so I don't think you're going to find him that high on, on average. You'll see him more like a third rounder. But uh, Diggs, if you can get him later, is a better value. I just don't like Thielen at 2.07. Mike Evans is great at 2.08. James Conner is getting better. Remember when his ADP was number seven overall? And I told everybody that he was the biggest bust of 2019 outside of Todd Gurley because some news would break that he would be sharing carries, that it wasn't a lock that he was going to get all the touches. And then like a month ago or less, news came out that they're going to use both backs all over the place. And now look at his ADP, exactly what I said, that it, dro it would drop like an entire round almost. And look at Connor. Connor is getting taken at 2.09, 2.11. I've seen a mock where he went at 3.02 or an expert draft, actually. And that's about where, at the end of the second, where I say to myself, okay, I haven't had to pass on a Mike Thomas, an Odell Beckham Jr., or you know Julio, or whatever, to get Connor. Now Connor's around players like Fournette, and Diggs, and um, Mixon, and stuff. And that's when he becomes more acceptable, because then you cuff him, and you're not, you're not ruining the upside of taking him in place of those guys up top. He has more value... He becomes less of a risk the further he comes down in the second round. Joe Mixon at uh, 2.10 shocks a lot of people because he oftentimes goes in the top eight. As you saw in the expert draft that I showed right before this one, the Throne League, he went at like, what, 2.08 or 2.07, whatever it was. That's where he's been going, and he's a huge risk, a big bust potential guy in the first round. As a second rounder, he's more acceptable. I like Mixon a lot more here. I still don't tend to own him because I don't trust him yet. Call it gut instinct call it more of like a feel of, of how I think that offense is going to not be quite as good as people expect with those two inexperienced coaches that don't have head coaching experience that are QB coaches converted into an OC and a, and a head coach that are getting Andy Dalton as the putty they're supposed to play with and mold with their, their skill set, which is QBs. Um, Chubb, I love the value at 2.11. This is the pick that the guy that traded me, Zeke, took so this was my original pick at 2.11 i traded the 2.11 and the 4.11 for zeke elliott he took chubb couldn't have been a better pick he didn't handcuff him to hunt though that's a must or chubb feels more like a third round player because i believe he will miss some games given his aggressive style his size his injury history and the fact that hunt will be there two pounds once they need him i'm not saying chubb wouldn't get his job back when he got healthy but I really believe that we're looking at one of the best top 5 to 10 running back situations if you have Chubb and Hunt together as one crew. So like that pick, 
I think he did good. What he didn't do well was use the 4.11. So he traded Zeke for Chubb and a player I'm going to show you down below. And when you look at the trade after the two selections have been made, it's like head scratching. Um, that's why I think Hunt is going to be pretty good. I wish YouTube allowed us to like or upvote comments on the live chat. I agree. But Baller, do me a favor when this is over and you see the YouTube video finalized and, and um, give it a thumbs up again. If you guys don't mind hitting a thumbs up again once it's uh, up there. And add comments. Ask me a question. One thing you'll know, Baller, and you know this, Hoff, uh, over on Instagram and here is I get back to pretty much everybody. So whether you disagree with me at times, like I am dedicated to you guys and, and you'll find no more interaction from anybody than from me. Uh, what do you think of, uh, what do I do in a second if all top tier receivers are gone? Should I go Kelsey, then Evans, or should I go Mixon, Cook, then Kittle? Um, like I said, man, Kelsey's not a not a top two round player for me. I know he warrants it on paper, but I don't draft Kelsey. I just won't. He's not going to fall to the third round, so I'm never going to own him in 2019. I'm, I'm okay with that because Kittle's falling to the third round. So yes, Cook in the second, then Kittle, or Evans and Kittle. If you draft Evans, you're most likely in the top four or five because Evans falls about equivalently down in the second round about there. So you're telling me that you have a top four pick if you're telling me you're going to draft Cook. Is that correct, Lucas? Please tell me if I'm right. My assumption is you have a top four pick. If you do and you draft Camara, who's more likely to fall to four than any of the other backs, if you're outside of a Smitty's world, then you have Kamara, Dalvin Cook, or Evans, and Kittle, and you can walk to the bank. Lucas, you have the fourth pick. See? I know what I'm talking about. I knew you had the fourth pick. You take Kamara, or the one of the remaining top four running backs. You take Mike Evans or Cook. Evans is probably a little safer. Cook has a little bit more upside to be a top five overall player. Pick your poison there. Um, and then you take Kittle. And you, you literally walk to the bank. Not necessarily. You have to still land your other stuff. But that is an amazing core. Lucas, you walk out with an ear-to-ear grin. Or take Mahomes. I take Mahomes. I would take, if I were you, I probably would take Mahomes. Well, again, I love the Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers fourth or sixth round or fourth and fifth. Take Mayfield in the fifth. Uh, take Rodgers in the fourth. You pick whoever you like and then... And then that way you can take Kittle. No problem, Lucas. Okay, so where were we at? Chubb. Stefan Diggs at 2.12 is just crazy. He hasn't, like, could he be really good? Yeah, but he hasn't earned that. Like, how has he earned that pick? That's a really high pick. I do like Sharks. I do like Tony. He's an amazing guy. Uh, but that's a high pick. Fournette, I'm not a big fan. So, Shark, Tony and I see... A couple of these players differently, which is fine. Doesn't mean I'm going to be right, but I do doubt Fournette a lot this year, so I couldn't take him as my third. I would have taken Damian Williams, who I took right at 3.02. Very ecstatic he fell. Damian Williams is top 5 to 10 running back upside. Yes, there's some risk. Yes, you probably have to cuff him. I probably will cuff him to Darwin. I might draft Hyde as well. But in this league, I don't know that I have the depth for that. It's not the biggest. Uh, let me plug in my trackpad here. I think I'm losing my... Okay. I'm sweating like crazy. Let's wrap this up. 
Oh, whoops. Damian Williams, Cooper. So again, love my Damian Williams pick. I think I, I wanted to take Kittle. I'm torn. So if Damian Williams falls to the third, I'm either taking half the time at least because I don't like this third round. Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle. Those are like my locked-in three players that I find most appealing in the third round and home-run-feeling type players. They are going to win your league type players. So I struggled between Kittle and Damian Williams. I really did. I wanted to to draft him. Uh, What are you saying? Hooper, who are you talking about? I don't know who you guys are talking about. With Ridley missing games... And no Freeman. I don't know. Mayfield in the fifth all day. I agree with that. Uh, I'm lost on what you were talking about there. So, Amari Cooper at 3.03. A little high for me. Keenan Allen, I'm not a big fan at 3.04. Derrick Henry's decent at 3.05, but still risky. T.Y. Hilton's pretty good at 3.06. Always undervalued. I like 3.07 Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones could really have a big year. He's bulked up. He looks healthy. He's taking it seriously. He might still stay healthy. Um, uh, AJ Green at 3.08 is not horrible, but not. I don't think it's great either. It's okay. I like him in the top of the fourth, kind of. Um, Tariq Cohen was really high at 3.09. Zach Ertz was good value at 3.10, but I like Kittle more, man. Kittle, Kittle I think, could be the number one tight end in 2019. You can call that one a big swing, but Kittle, I think, will be. I mean, he didn't have Garoppolo. Look what he did without a good QB situation. You're discussing the potential of Austin Hooper this season. I mean, he's got upside. I think uh, um, definitely a sneaky player that you're going to get good value with and not a lot of risk, so take him. But I don't think Hooper's going to get drafted really high. So if you like him, good news. If you don't like him... The person taking him is not taking a big risk, so I don't think that's a huge topic for debate. I must have missed something up above. Uh, Jacobs at 3.11 is understandable, but risky. Montgomery, I like at 3.12, to be honest with you. Kittle is a home run at 4.01. Talk about one of the biggest deals of this draft. Um, I wanted him at 3.02, and Kittle fell all the way to 4.01. I was trying to trade up for that pick. I was trying to trade up. I would still trade. I would love to trade for him. Uh, yes, Mitty, we're discussing. Okay, 13 of 16. I gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through this fast because I'm like sweating like crazy here. I got to get AC in the studio here. Uh, Kirion Johnson at 4.02 has potential. Michelle, I don't like at 4.03 or as my fourth drafted player, although he's earned that. I just don't trust his knees, and I think Harris is the sneaky player to grab. Yeah, Terrence, I love Kittle at 4.01. Kittle is one of my favorite third-round picks. Top of the third. Again, Damian Williams, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle. That's your third-round recipe for dominating the third round. Those, stick with those three guys. Um, yeah, Michael just worries me. Watch out for Damian Harris. Damian Harris is going to be very, very sneaky. Cost you almost nothing. Very. There's like no risk. There's like zero risk. Uh. Mac at 4.04 is pretty decent. Um, he's got risk, but I think it's like slightly more upside than risk there. Um, I wouldn't take him in the third. I've seen Mac go really far 
Yes, baller, I agree. So we're talking about the same thing there. Steel, you've been preaching Dalvin Cook is a top five upside guy for months. On a scale from one to ten, how confident are you that the prediction? So if he stays, and this is going to be, I'll give you a stronger answer than this. So don't think I'm I'm taking the easy way out here. If he stays healthy, I think it's like near a lock. Um, it, the odds of him getting hurt, I think, aren't as high as people suggest because he struggled with a different injury last year. He was trying to get, you know, compensated from, I think, recovering from the ACL. So he had, you know, injuries that typically occur from that compensation. So he's had a year to get healthy, and I don't think um, any recidivism is really all that likely, in my opinion. He does have kind of an injury history, but that's packaged into his, you know, top 15 to 18 to maybe 15 to 22 overall value. If you're taking him in the top five, then I would tell you the risk is pretty high, but taking Dalvin Cook in the 15 to 22 range has that risk built in, even if he has a slow start. If my uh, Minnesota can't deploy the same offense that they test run and test tried in the end of at the end of the 2018 season, which was very successful for Dalvin Cook, he bounced back. It's not one of those things where we don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to bounce back. He showed us he was the same back for a couple a couple uh, uh, stints there in 2018. So we've seen him re- rebound in the offense they're using in 2019, test driven. Um, which is why Thielen dropped off so much at the end of the year because they weren't throwing as much as they were running. So I would say that I wouldn't draft him in every league. That should give you some caution. And yes, Baller is right. Madison, that's my was my next point, is a must-have lock, and he's a really good player. So if you draft Cook and you cuff him to Madison, you're looking very, very safe. Because I think they'll make Madison a very good running back. So, uh, what's up, Ball's Life? Glad you're here. Ingram. Good value, guys. Don't sleep on Ingram as a mid-fifth, fourth-round player, especially if he drops to the fifth. He could be a top, a sneaky top nine to like 13 running back in 2019. I like Ingram there. Brandon Cook is Brandon Cooks is okay there. Devontae Freeman, I think, is very good value. He's ha- he has some concussion risk, some injury risk. I get it. But in that offense where they're going to throw a ton, I, I kind of like him in PPR. I like him in any league, but especially PPR. Throwing a ton, he fits perfectly for that. I think Freeman, if you cuff him to Ito, you have yourself a really pretty cool, uh, sneaky, high-end running back, too, if you're building heavy at wide receiver. Let's say you went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. Or you went wide receiver, wide receiver, Kittle, and then you got your first running back taken. You shouldn't have a big name if you took that approach, but you probably shouldn't have a running back with as much potential as Devonta Freeman. I like him there. Justice Hill's okay. Um, we'll see how he does. I, I'm not like super through. I think Ingram's going to do well. I think people are underestimating Ingram. Smitty Damian Williams is your third back. Is It's nasty. With Zeke and Barkley, are you happy with your wide receivers? Hill uh, will not be out the whole season, so that is like nitro to your lineup. And that's why it did it, Terrence. Some people actually made the comment like you lucked out, Smitty. It did not luck out. I dr- If I lucked out, I wouldn't have taken Hardman and Hill as my first two wide receivers and in back-to-back picks. That clearly is a handcuff move and probably the best handcuff wide receiver move of all time. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Maybe he'll get suspended again through some <laughs> other news. But if that works out, I stole a top 
15 overall player in Tyreek Hill if he returns and doesn't get suspended. And I crush the league. I walk straight to the bank, as I've been saying all night long on some of these picks. Ingram will lose carries. We'll see. I like Ingram. I like Ingram. Hoff. Um, Edelman? I don't know. I mean, I get Edelman had some numbers, but he's injury prone. I don't like him in the fourth round at all. I don't know if you guys are with me on that one. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are not with me on that one because his ADP is in the fourth round, which means the average person is taking him in the fourth round. So the average person in this chat might be. But I like to think that my crew is a little bit different than the, the norm. Edelman is not a risk I'm willing to take when you're looking at players like, you know, Freeman Woods or Aaron Rodgers. That's when you take your QB like Aaron Rodgers and you say, screw the old wait on a QB thing when you're looking at Lockett. Lockett could be good, but uh, I don't know. Um, Edelman, Woods could be good, but you're looking at three wide receivers competing for the number one. Thanks, Goat. You're looking at three wide receivers competing for the number one job. There's no lock there. Um, so for me, it's like go with Aaron Rodgers. Go with the guy. If Unless you think luck is the guy, go with luck. Go with the guy you feel can score maybe 40 TDs, and then that's where you take your QB when you start feeling that, like, ah, that iffiness about the, the people left. Don't listen to when people say, wait till the sixth round to take a QB. When you start feeling iffy, when it's a personal decision for you, so even Baller, even anybody that doesn't agree with where I take a QB, once you start feeling like I feel iffy about the group of players, take the strongest player, always take the best player available, but especially take a QB if you feel like that QB can lead all QBs in scoring when you're talking about questionable players. So as you can see, this fourth round here, Woods, Edelman, Lockett, James White. So this is where, so I traded, remember I traded the 2.11, which ended up being Chubb, really good pick, and the 4.11 for Zeke Elliott. And he took James White at 4.11, which I'm not a fan of that pick. Um, he could be okay, but that's what you traded Zeke for. So it ended up being, I think, a bad pick. He'd probably even say he wouldn't have done that again because of who he took. Uh, James White, that's that's crazy. Galladay at 4.12 is decent, but I'd like him to fall further so he has more upside. Calvin Ridley, I love it at uh, you know fifth or sixth round value. I think Calvin Ridley will be the next Juju Smith-Schuster come this time next year. We'll be talking about him getting that baton ta uh, passed to him, or it will have already been passed to him, maybe because... Julio struggles with injury. I fear that Julio is going to struggle with his foot at some point. That's my prediction. Yeah, baller, I agree. Horrible pick, especially given that was my pick that I traded with the 2.11 that took Chubb for Zeke. I do remember Alex Collins. Murray, top 10 running back, I think, or top 10 QB for sure. I think Murray could be a top. Uh, where are we at? Aaron Rodgers, I took at 5.02. So you'll get to see where I passed on a wide receiver here. So you can tell me. So Ridley went. I liked Ridley. I probably would have considered Ridley there. A lot of people might like Godwin here instead of Rodgers because, like, Baller is going to tell you he wants a QB later. He would have probably took Godwin in a heartbeat or cup. I imagine you're a cup fan because we don't see quite eye to eye all the time. And that tells me you're probably a cup believer because <laughs> I'm not. Um, not at this value. Or fourth round value especially. He dropped further than normal here. But I'm not all about drafting a guy like Cup who hasn't proven anything to me. Yes, he's been consistent and he was laser locked on with Goff early on. Um, but Woods took over as the number one wide receiver. Not a Cup fan, then yeah, then awesome. 
So Rogers here, you could argue these guys, you could argue luck or whatever, but Rogers for me is a top 40 capable TD passer. So for me, it was an easy call to say, I don't feel great about, I like Godwin, but I don't feel great about him as much as I feel about Aaron Rodgers for my team. To put an Aaron Rodgers next to a Zeke, a Barkley, and a Damian Williams felt like the most secure move I could possibly make. So think about that when you're drafting. What move do I feel like? I don't care about team need because I didn't have a wide receiver here, guys. I didn't have a wide receiver at all. I didn't panic. I didn't stray from my plan of taking the best player available because that's really the only plan I take into battle time and time again. But I took Aaron Rodgers because I could pair him next to Zeke. I could pair him next to Barkley and next to Damian Williams and have a four-headed monster. And of all the players here, the only player that has the potential to outscore all of the players at his position and really all the players in fantasy football, period, is Aaron Rodgers. So you tell me that doesn't feel like it, or if you if Luck's your guy, let's say Luck's your number one QB or potential 40 TD passer, tell me that doesn't feel secure, more secure when you're looking at Zeke. To me, as a home run hit, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back at all. Baker fell far. I do like Baker, but I still can't see anybody here that could change the course of my the direction of my team. The trajectory of it more than Rodgers could. Smitty needs some help. So uh, if I grab a top three or four QB and also have Kamara, Barkley, and DJ, my wide receivers would be Robbie. It doesn't matter. If you own Kamara, Barkley, and DJ, and you still have, like, you don't... (laughs) You're taking the best player available, obviously, and that's great. Like, you know, throw some wide receivers out, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think you need help at all. You have Kamara, Barkley, and DJ. It's insane. That's kind of like my team here. Hill could be a sneaky play. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm saying at this point, I'm seeing a little bit of pushback. Smitty, what are you doing? You're not taking a wide receiver. I don't care. I take the best player available. Godwin, Cup, DJ, Watkins, Luck was decent there. Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Williams, Chris Carson, Landry, Coleman. There I am again, passing on a wide receiver, being called absolutely insane because Daryl Henderson to me, again, same concept, best player available no matter what. I don't stray from it. When all things are equal, I will lean receiver, but I don't care. I can't even use Daryl Henderson at this point because I have Damian Williams in my flex spot. I have Zeke and Barkley in my running back one and two because I traded my second and my fourth. For Zeke, I drafted Barkley. I drafted Aaron Rodgers. I don't have a wide receiver. I liked Philip Lindsay a little bit here, but I don't like, I mean, Robbie, no offense, you just have Robbie Anderson, but Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd was a thought. Those guys don't hit a home run like Daryl Henderson's going to for me. And I have very, 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 very strong gut feelings about Daryl Henderson being the kind of guy that I could walk into an elite wide receiver with later on, either trading Damian Williams or Daryl Henderson. So for me, it's about what is the home run play here? What can impact my team the most? Because if I miss out on one of these guys from even Lindsey, but Geis, Drake, Robbie Anderson, Boyd, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. My team isn't going to suffer if I don't have one of those guys at all. I could fill, a, I could fill that in like with my Larry Fitzgerald later. 
Like to have Henderson and Fitzgerald versus one of these players and no Henderson, no way. Not on my watch. Daryl Henderson gets drafted by me every time in this scenario. No question about it. I'm okay if you guys differ on that, but I'm just telling you, Daryl Henderson's going to impact my team and my trading ability later than any of these guys. These guys won't sniff the kind of value Daryl Henderson has, I believe, in store for 2019. I do like Boyd there. If I needed to go out of receiver, and I, a lot of people say I did, Boyd would have been a good pick. Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, Baker Mayfield was a good pick here. I think he's great at 6.11. Corey Davis, like all these guys, besides Mayfield, I mean, all these guys, I'm not going to lose sleep not owning them when I have Daryl Henderson. <sighs> My buddy has Zeke, but okay. So anyway, so let me go through the rest of this draft. Hunter Henry went at 7.02. Sterling Shepard, see, 7.03. Sterling Shepard, I have, have Daryl Henderson. I take Daryl Henderson over Sterling Shepard all day long. I passed an O.J. Howard because I'd rather have Daryl Henderson's monster home running hitting ability. How many people we got in the room here? 38. I'm going to wrap this up. It's been going an hour and a half. Um, I just want to get to a couple more. I want to get to my hill pick. So Shepard, uh, Ebron, Miles Sanders, Hunt. Hunt should have went to the team that drafted Chubb, that made the trade with me. Nikhil Harry, I was really hoping Nikhil Harry would have fell. I would have taken him over Hardman and still taken Tyreek Hill. Um, because I do like Nikhil Harry, but I love how it worked out for me. I'm just telling you my thought process. So here, at 7.11, I took Mikkel Hardman. I think if Hill is suspended, cut tomorrow, Hardman's going to be a guy that plays at wide receiver 2 potential all year. Can dance around between 2 and 3 potential, but I think that he is going to have a rookie season we've never seen before because his situation is crazy. Um... Where are we at here? Then, um, I should have did a split screen here. Sorry, guys. Uh, how do I, let's see. Oops. All right. I lost my screen there. Let me get that back up. Pardon me, everyone. There we go. I was trying to do a split screen there. Okay, so let me wrap this up here. Um, now we've got, uh, let's see, Hardman, and then I'll show you this, and then I'm going to jump off. I appreciate you guys following and watching along. So as after I took Hardman... My next pick up was Tyreek Hill at 8.11. I ended up taking Larry Fitzgerald. Um, we love it, Sand Beach. We love it, Smitty. Sand's my boy. Okay, so let me show you the roster again, and then I'm going to jump off. So here's the roster, gentlemen and ladies, if there are any in the room. I want this. Okay, so here's my team. Why won't this scroll? I think my computer's freezing. 
So here's my team. I got uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger as my backup, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott. Again, I traded my second and fourth rounder for Elliott. Damian Williams, the bottom running back there, as my running back three, my flex. Jalen Samuels, I drafted. Daryl Henderson, I took before I even drafted any one wide receiver. What's up, Craig? And then my wide receivers, imagine if Tyreek Hill comes back. Michael Harmon and Tyreek Hill, one of the smartest handcuffs I think you could have made up until the news that just broke a couple days ago or a day ago. Larry Fitzgerald is very underrated. I think he, in that Kingsbury offense, very spread out, is going to have uh, Fitz producing 1,000 yards in like six to seven scores in 2019, a very underrated year. So get ready for a huge year out of Nikhil Harry. Or I'm sorry, out of uh, Tyreek. Larry Fitzgerald. God, I'm tired. Trey Burton is dead. Possibly. We'll see. Um, I'm also considering taking that Chicago backup, though. So I'm going to have the, the handcuff there, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I do. There weren't a lot of tight end options, and I thought thought it was worth the risk at least. Uh, I think I'm on the clock. Should we draft real quick? You guys want to help me draft? I think I'm on the clock. Let's draft. And then I'm jumping off. All right. Drafting. It's your turn. Look, wouldn't you know it, the fantasy football show is on the clock. Who are we taking, guys? Let's look at this uh, and see. So let's go by position. I'm thinking, and you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy. Uh, let's see. Here are the running backs. I know you guys are going to say wide receiver or tight end, but I always look at best player available, a guy I like, like Madison um, I like the backups for my my chief situation. Darwin. I don't know if Darwin went. Let's look at the wide receivers. And then we'll go to tight end. Wide receivers. John Brown. Um, Josh Gordon. Crowder is okay. Paul Richardson Callaway. Who are you guys thinking here? Eckler. He's got a big upside. John Brown, decent. Okay, let's look at... Uh, is Sam, let's see if Samuel's available. I like Debo a lot, even as a rookie. Debo's there. Debo's a thought, guys. I know he's a rookie, but I'm in a situation where I could use those kinds of players because I've stacked myself, and I'm looking for my wide receiver three. Unless Allison fills the spot, which a couple of you don't like Allison. I myself do like him. Um, oh, I'm going to select tight end here. Tight end. Yeah, I like Debo. He's, I'm definitely leaning there. So I do need a tight end. Um, Godert. Uh, um, Fant. Um, Andrews. What do you guys think? Debo will be the wide receiver one. I like Debo a lot. And I, I, Tank, I like Allison, too. I think he's a good wide receiver. Three, that's why I'm considering a tight end here. Um, go Dirt. I think I'm going to go Debo. Going Debo. I'm going Debo, guys. There's a couple of running backs I want, but I, I got another pick coming up here soon. So I'll take a running back there. But I'm going to go Samuel. 
Debo. I'm selecting them. Boom, boom, Debo, boom. Nailed it. There's my team. All right, guys. I'm heading out. I appreciate it. Let me switch back to my main screen here so I can say goodbye a proper way. All right. I appreciate you. Please subscribe. Thank you, James. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Please thumbs up on your way out. I can't tell you how much it helps my channel grow when you do such things and comment. And when you comment, I comment back. I give you answers. I help you. So you're getting something out of that. Uh, definitely also, um, guys, real quickly, before you leave, don't leave. Don't anybody leave yet. i got to create a link for you. Um, there's a link right here that I want you guys to add me on. Uh, YouTube has added what's called a message feature where you have a community of people. Let's see. Let me pull this over. Don't leave. You got to click this uh, before you go. Um, where is it? Hang tight. I'm going to give you a link right here to click on, and you guys add me on your messages in YouTube chat. YouTube has developed this uh, really cool feature where you can be on everybody's message uh, messenger, and it's going to be something that we're going to use soon. And if you're on that, it's going to allow me to like contact you and send you stuff through the messenger. So I'm put, I'm pasting that in here real quickly, Terrence, before you go. Okay. So click the, see this link guys, click that link right there. It's YouTube add me for this message system. So click that link, add me to your messenger on YouTube, and then I can send you like links um, to specials that we're doing. I can let you know when I'm doing something. Smitty is humble dude, 34 here, yet he is taking the time to chat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So click that link. Baller just added me. Uh, Burton is hurt pretty badly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, but click that link right here, please, and uh, add me. I'll post it again. I just saw Ball is Life did it. It's coming through. That link will allow you and I, because they're going to develop this messenger feature, I think, into something bigger than it is. So if you're on board now, you'll get, you know, uh, got to work in five hours. Okay, later, guys. I'm, I'm bouncing, too. It's getting late for me. Appreciate you all of you. Hit that like button on the way out hit that link add me your messenger here on youtube and i will see you next time hour and 40 minutes we did on on this it was a great uh, mock you're listening to the fantasy football show